Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and you welcome you who to yeah. this episode of Chambre or de Elder, is I believe in my made-up French. Le Chambre. It's the Le World Chambre. Cup special. It is a World Cup special. We're recording this on today, the day that three lions take on Colombia. Yeah. In the World Cup round of 16. We don't see recording this beforehand, so we don't know what happens. Except uh, for that it's coming home. Uh, I like the question mark you put on the end there. I think that's needed. It's like, you know, it, it makes it safer. Yes. It does. But we'll, I'm sure, come on to that. Like some on. magical being was about to jinx it, but then they're like... Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, maybe okay. not. So I think we'll come on to that later on. Um, but for now, any uh, any points from the last podcast? or how, how was it your end, Joe, with our technological innovation? Yeah. It was pretty good, you know. I was just in my pants, um, on the sofa, chilling, getting attacked by the cat every now and then. Yeah, some great. You handled it well. That. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, uh, he he, yeah, he's all he's all right. He's he's you know. What's that cat's name again? Jasper. Jasper. Jasper that's, the cat. That's a good cat name. He's a little kitty. He's ginger. He's oh. he's proper cute. Named after Jasper Carrot. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. He's ginger. Just... Yeah, no, yeah. I was just thinking. I don't know if my sister knows who Jasper Carrot is. Though. I'll have, I'll have to ask her. <laughs> she might do. I can yeah. see her watching like Golden Balls. Uh, balls. Yeah, yeah, that's he's cool. on. He's on. Jasper Carrot is the host of Golden yeah, yeah, Balls, is, right? Yeah. To be fair, Dom might. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Well, I'll have to ask them. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're back for episode nine. Yes, two episode episodes nine. in a row. Finally, yeah. delicious. After the lost tapes, almost unheard of. It's been. Uh, we've not had this since episode four to five. <laughs> <laughs> My God, dude! One day those lost tapes will emerge. Uh, swear to God, and it will be like Christmas. Yeah. Imagine if it happens at Christmas. Maybe we'll build it up in our heads though, and then we'll go back, and we're all yeah. just like we were all way too drunk than we thought we were. We were really drunk. We were end. really drunk for that. Yeah, maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it keeps us going. Which, uh, speaking of which, is why I'm gonna. It's a good noise. Cracked. Crack that beer. Because it's coming home. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, we crack on. Uh, with our subjects for this week, uh, I've left the die upstairs and I'm tangled in cables, so I think we should just maybe go down the line. Um, yeah, okay. yeah. See. So, well, well, my topic is a bit different to your two. Yes, yeah, so I was going to so leave yours for last. You, you want to do mine last? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, let's do a rock paper scissors then. Okay. okay. Oh yeah, that, that's good. Okay. okay, Matt, you be like the commentator. Let the people okay. know what's happening. Okay, yeah. let's. Uh, all right, they've got their fists ready. I'm about to engage the process. Right, engage. Settle it. Settle it. Here we go. Three, two, one. Wait, what the fuck? <laughs> three, two, one. Three, two, one. Rock, paper, scissors. Uh, right, okay, I, I think right, I didn't really think that through yeah. in my head. <laughs> Just play rock, paper, scissors. Right, this, yeah, shouldn't, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this shouldn't be too yeah, hard. Yeah. Rock, paper, scissors. Oh, oh snip, snip. so you get to Wait. decide. It's like a who's going first, me or you? Oh, uh, okay, I'll go first. Fuck it. Okay, fuck it. Even when we don't use the die, I still don't get to go first. But carry on, Joe. <laughs> one day, <laughs> one, one day. day, one day or never. So uh, I think uh, did I say I set you your subject? Did I not? Yes, please pronounce his name correctly. Uh, I know him as uh, Jeff Bezos. Bezos, the world's richest man, owner of Amazon. Yeah, he's mm. a, he's he's the world's wealthiest man. Yeah, by by far. I'll tell I you. Believe. I'll tell you how much. Oh, go on. Um, well, this is this amazed me. In like summer 
2017, he was valued at $90 billion. $90 billion. $90 billion. And this, like, past, I think, March, it was, like, so, like March 2018, he's valued at $112 billion. Wait, what was the difference in time between those two? Like, less than a year. You see, so he's made $22 billion in a year. $22 billion. Yeah, he's uh, the he's the first ever centi billionaire. Centi, that like he's got like more, more than a hundred billion. Christ, That's so much money. Because a million is a lot, but a billion is a million million. Yeah. Oh lord, right? I don't know. So I mean, yes. What the fuck? But anyway, I'll tell you about him. He's a crazy guy. Uh, he's the founder, chairman, and CEO of Amazon. Uh, you know where you buy your everything online, you basically. From- Born in Albuquerque, New Mexico, which Ooh. that's where Breaking Bad happens, isn't it? Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah, I don't think he's anything like anyone in Breaking Bad. Though. Sure, he's is that it? Hank Schrader in disguise. Yeah. No, yeah. I don't think there's anyone on Breaking Bad who's like strange enough to be Jeff Bezos. I suppose you could draw parallels between how big Walter White gets with his with his with meth. Well, yeah, with meth, and then and Amazon with Amazon. Okay, Amazon's had its own ethical issues hasn't it oh yeah very which much i'm sure so. we'll get into yeah please you guys get into that more because i researched the man more than like all the shitty things he's done okay we'll come on to that near that nearer the end yeah anyway i'll tell you some stuff about his childhood that surprised me check this out in high school he worked at a mcdonald's so, oh, really? ne- so next time you're at a fucking mcdonald's and you're thinking like oh that greasy kid's making my fries He's not going to amount to anything. Not that you would think that. Not that you're like a dickhead. But if you are a dickhead and you do think that, just think now, from now on, they might be the richest man in the world one day. Maybe. So the richest man in the world worked at McDonald's. He sure did. That should shut down all these things about people going to work at McDonald's. Precisely. All those jokes, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, know, it's a job anyway. So, like, you know, lots of people don't have jobs. So at least it's a job. Yeah. But, yeah, like... People Put always, people always say, like, oh, work hard or you'll end up working in McDonald's. And, like, if you do work at McDonald's, matter. you get free McDonald's, so that's a plus. Do they get free McDonald's? I mean, I... I yeah, if you work at McDonald's, you get... I think they used to do it where you got $5, like, allowance. Yeah. And, but some guy went mental and just kept getting five things off the dollar menu. So then they stopped, put a stop to that and said you had to get a meal. Okay. Yeah. Of an equivalent of five pounds. God, wait, so like every meal he got five things off. Yeah, he'd get like, he'd get like a chips, a small cheeseburger, a McFlurry, an apple pie and and a coffee or something. I bet, I bet he was super healthy as well. Oh yeah. Anyway, Jeff Bezos went to Princeton, killed it. Is that an Ivy League? Is that like a, yeah, like a yeah? One, it's one it? of the yeah. big ones. It's a fancy one, isn't it? He did electrical engineering and computer science. He w- and then he went into like oh wait, I missed out a really uh, <laughs> weird thing from his childhood. Actually, when he was in high school, he ran a summer camp out of his house, uh, which specialised in like science and literature, and like five students signed up for it. What? So he had five. Well, he was a student. He had five of his mates or colleagues or whatever show up and not, not his colleagues, course. like you know, like school children. But like, yeah. But at his, at his school or yeah. Well, at his house, it, in the form of a summer camp. Fair I, enough. I think yeah. I don't know. Well, Showing that entrepreneur spirit from a young yeah. age. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was valedictorian and shit. 
Yeah. And like in his valedictorian, um, like he got interviewed after he got it by like his local paper. And even back then when he was 18, he was saying like, oh yeah, I want to, I want to make humans go to other planets and live there. We're not make. Not like (laughs) (laughs) Overlord Bezos (laughs) forcing people onto the colony ships. That's, that's a grim look at 2035. (laughs) No, no, no. You know what I mean? Like, uh, make it able for that to happen that's that's musk's deal isn't it yeah, it is musk's deal as well so, um, the musky yeah. man anyway bezos went on to work in finance and like banking and hedge funds and stuff like that then he got sick of that and founded amazon <laughs> he chose the name you know why he chose the name amazon because uh, it's a to z and it was like a bookstore is that the exactly well no that's not exactly well, he just chose it because it began with an a oh right okay because so. I know on the logo they got the arrow, doesn't it? Goes from A to Z. Uh, yeah, I don't know. yeah, yeah. That's the, the thing. Logo, like the the arrow goes from A to Z because they've got everything from A to Z. Oh, that's a I, good logo. But it sounds like they came up with that after. Yeah. And he just picked Amazon because yeah, books are made yeah. out of trees and we're yeah. cutting down the trees Maybe. to make books. I don't know. So he got. 300 grand from his parents anyway to start Amazon with. Oh, of course. Just see, that's I where... I just get a small loan of a billion dollars. Yeah, I think that's where we're immediately on. We've, we, we've gone from, like, aspirational story to it's another rich person who just got given a, bit given of money. a load of money. Yeah, and, but... And but more money with but he is a super-duper smart, crazy smart man. To be fair, be fair, that could have been his parents just mortgaging their house. And being like, there you go. We'll pay the mortgage Maybe. off, but there's three hundred grand. Maybe. Uh, I anyway. got I got some shit written about like all the shit he's done because it's not just Amazon. But I'll start with Amazon. It was originally just books and stuff, but he always had plans to sell other stuff. He started doing that in '98 for Amazon. They nearly went bankrupt though in 2002. Ooh. Imagine if that had happened. Where would you buy your obscure books and sort of? I don't know. I only really. Buy Where would I buy Amazon. a uh, an adapter to make the tap fit a hose? Yeah, where would you buy that? Or like, you know, um, oh shit, they have all sorts. You all can buy- the birthday and Christmas presents that I've bought for the past five years. Yeah, you could buy like those five gallon uh, drums of lube. Yes, yeah, you can. Yeah, isn't that one of the <laughs> most ex- one of the like cheapest things on on Amazon? Cheapest, like per like 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 because it's so big. Like the actual oh, like unit be- cost. Best, okay, of best, uh, best value. value for money. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Imagine if it was the cheapest. Imagine if it was like a penny. You just get like a hun- yeah. like a 500 gallon. gallons of lube. Like how petrol is priced. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pricing it with lube. <laughs> oh, lube's gone, gone up 2p. I'm not going to lie. I haven't written much about his shit with Amazon because it really bored me. Because, well, there was that story recently is of uh, undercover um, operations inside Amazon warehouses and they found that a lot of workers were pissing in bottles Yeah, because their toilet breaks are so uh, regulated that yeah. they sometimes can't afford time-wise to go to the toilet all the way across the warehouse and come back. Yeah, I think this is the, the key thing about Amazon nowadays is they're quickly becoming the enemy of... Uh, yeah, sort of left-wing believing. But you get the idea from them and their ethos that they're one of these hippy dippy, you know, are for everyone forever kind yeah. of. Far from it. Yeah, no. Um, I, I mean, I think Amazon make their workers use, like they include their time off. Yeah. It's like they don't have time off from work and then daily breaks. It's all just time off. Yeah. So if yeah. they want to clock out and go for a shit. 
they have to use like five holiday ten pay. minutes of their holiday pay. Yeah, or yeah. Or get in trouble for it. Like he has a rep, like he has a reputation basically as being a guy who, like for for him, like there is no distinction between work and life. Yeah, which is alright yeah. for him, but yeah, when he, you're that you when know, you're working for like the minimum wage in a warehouse, yeah, it's not quite, you know. Oh yes, I earned another billion today, so I'll carry on working well, into the night. You know what, Steve? It's not all rosy for Bezos. Let me tell you something <laughs> now. Okay, God. Let me tell you something sad that happened to Jeff Bezos. Oh. oh, it's it's gonna it's gonna make you so sad. In March of this year, Donald Trump accused Bezos and Amazon of tax avoidance and and stuff mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. and other things, and Amazon's share price went. Down nine percent. What? <laughs> that was probably and, the worst day Bezos had Be- in, in Bezo- a long time. He he, he lost ten point seven billion dollars personally. <laughs> but was, then he made him? it back within a few weeks <laughs> after <laughs> after academics at the universe at Stanford University worked out pretty much that Trump couldn't feasibly regulate them anyway, so it doesn't make a difference. And then the stocks went back up. Oh, so right. They can tax avoid all that. They're they too go, big to get caught, basically. Did they go higher than they were originally? I mean, maybe. So I, just, I don't know. This has probably earned him money. I don't know. I think we worked it out. Didn't we sit down here one night and worked it out that he earned something like four grand a second? Yeah, it's something. Like and it was like literally not worth his time to bend over yeah. and pick up three and a half grand on the floor. Yeah, like if he saw like a bundle of like a wad of cash, yeah. he, which wouldn't be worth his time to. And over and pick it unless up. it was more than four grand i'd love yeah. i'd love to interview bezos i i would just like do a high pitch shriek at him sort of like just constantly like, ah! just like that but like really long and then right. like interspersed with if you want me to stop give me four grand yeah <laughs> four grand two it's grand really per just, second yeah. it, it's quiet. a second or you have to stay here and <laughs> listen to me like shriek like a yeah, like a velociraptor. <laughs> Surely at this point he's just... I, I know this is a really childish way to phrase it, but he's like hogging the money. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Like, like that's money that could be in the world being he, he, passed around. He's been criticised in recent years. Like since like around 2010. Like up until 2010 he was like seen as like a really nerdy guy. Like yeah, king like, of the geeks oh, kind he's, of thing. Yeah, like Bill Gates. They're killing it and yeah. getting rich and, and shit. And after like 2010 like he sort of like... Apparently he went on a whole new diet plan and like started weight training. And like he's trying to lose his goofy image. And now he's kind of like a weird like emotionless super villain beef and like he's been almost, yeah. yeah he's a bit well he's not a beefcake he, he is pretty buff he's bezos cake bezos cake yeah <laughs> but he's been criticized loads for like his lack of philanthropy like he, he he's basically doing nothing for chat well i don't know he's probably doing compared well, to like bill gates though who can't give away his money fast enough but he's still trying to yeah 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 he's exactly trying. there is a certain point where just having that much money is pretty but it's also like you, don't, you don't really need more than a no, billion, do you? You don't need a billion. You don't even need a billion. A, a million, million pounds, a hundred times over. I guess his what? argument, his argument for why he needs all that money, is my next point, which is all about his space travel aspirations. Yes, I've heard about this. Let me tell you, his so his space thingy is uh, like company is called Blue Origin. Okay, lame name. Yeah, it's pretty. Sounds true. like an Avatar prequel. Blue Origin. 
He mm. wants humans to populate the solar system. That's his whole dream <laughs> kind of thing. The Even whole solar system. The whole solar system. Well, I don't know. Not maybe not the whole solar Mercury? system. <laughs> Pluto. Let's go to Pluto. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. Basically, uh, the reason he says he wants to do it is because like you know everyone's using up the Earth's resources. Yeah, 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 yeah. He is doing that more than anyone. So yeah, <laughs> um, the ship, the new Shepard. It's going to take humans into space. The like, Does he think he's like a reincarnation of Noah? And he's, is he building an ark? Let me tell you about this fucking spaceship, man. God, <laughs> what's it called? The New Shepherd. The New Shepherd. It is... It, 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 it just looks so much like a cock. It looks... <laughs> it, 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 dude. I assume it's not real in any way yet. Like It is. Oh, they've built this shit. Let me tell you about it, bro. They did a... Last December, so December 2017, they did a successful test flight with dummy passengers. The first human space travel on it. They're aiming for later this year. Okay. But to, like, the moon or something? I don't know. I don't know. Somewhere. Maybe. Who knows? Surely that if it's later this year, that'll be just to space. That won't be to a planet. No, yeah. I oh, d- no, yeah, you are right. That does look quite a bit like yeah, a car. Yeah, give it a Google, listeners. The new Shepherd. It look at that thing. Look at that. It's got look a head on it and everything. That's Honestly. got a proper helmet. Google this. Like, it'd be cool going into space and all, but I, I might wait it out and see what Musk <laughs> is doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I say that... Sorry, Vezos, your ships look like penises. <laughs> we're, we're, we're going with Musk colony. Oh, no, maybe this will attract, like, a whole, like, you know, big gay following to <laughs> go in loads of gays in space. <laughs> Let's ride the cock ship, yeah. He reminds me in photographs of... Um, that guy who ran that fox catcher uh, wrestling ranch. Oh, didn't he, he like kill a dude? He, well, he killed a few people. All played by Steve Carell in the movie Fox Catcher. He got an Oscar nomination for that he role. Did. But he, he, he reminds me of that just like a kind of nerdy, weird guy who is like, oh, trying to be one of the lads, but doesn't really understand what that means. And, no. uh, he's like quite socially awkward. I mean, I've never seen him in interviews or anything, but even just from pictures, you sort of just get that vibe. Hmm. I've got a few, just three more things. Go on. Uh, yeah. He bought the Washington Post five years ago. Right, okay. So okay. he owns that for $250 million in cash. In cash? In, cash. in like, cash. Like he handed that over. What, in like a briefcase? I don't know, but maybe a few briefcases. Maybe I assume like that was all handled at some bank. Yeah. Like they'll have taken cash out of his vault. Is that for God tax knows. reasons then? I don't know. That's just what it said on Wikipedia. It said $250 million in cash. And I was just like, what the fuck? Christ alive. But, um, yeah, basically, he saved it financially. Like, 2015 was, like, the first year in years that they made a profit. And now they're, like, really successful and blah, blah, blah. Really? So has he earned all this personal wealth in the last few years then? Or has this been slowly building? No, no. He's always always been rich as fuck. But he personally bailed him out. (laughs) Well, he didn't bail him out. He bought it. And then, like, oh, he actually redid, like, all their, like, social media and all, yeah. all their stuff. Yeah. And he's been accused of, like, you know, conflicts of interest. Like, wh- yeah. why are you buying a fucking newspaper, Bezos? Yeah. What, like, a, a respected what? newspaper. As yeah, well. what do you want a newspaper for? But, um, yeah. Two other things. He's got a really weird laugh. Huh. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, like... I watched like a little short documentary about him, and this guy claimed that like whenever he's asked a question that he like doesn't want to answer, you'll get the laugh, and it was like, 
And that's his way of saying I don't want to answer that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I did that. I don't know if I did that justice. Cool. Can we get a little clip of the the bez? I'm trying to get one up here. Oh, here you go. The best compilation. Maybe you want to be a dancer. I don't know what you want to do. I'm not sure my boss is gonna like. I would love for it to be after I'm dead. <laughs> oh, the one I heard was way higher pitch. Uh, that seems like such a rehearsed laugh though it's like this yeah. exact same laugh every time <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave you on the fucking weird Jeff Bezos topic yes with the fact that he eats roasted iguanas he eats <laughs> roasted iguanas like exclusively no I don't I'm He's fairly a, certain not exclusively. He's just partial to a roast iguana. Yeah, apparently octopus is for breakfast and <laughs> ro- roasted there? iguanas, yep. Wow. With, like, with anything or? I don't know, Steve. <laughs> I didn't talk to his chef. Is this some unknown delicacy that only the, the centi-billionaires bi- have access to? He's tried every meat ever yeah. and he's just <laughs> like, uh, iguana? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like gets one of his like two dozen pet iguanas that he just has. He probably hires like, you know, just a group of people to look after his iguanas, never never sees them. And then one day he's just like, uh, yeah, I'm hungry and bored. I'll cook you. Jub jub. Jub jub. So <laughs> here's a question for both of you. Jub jub and rice. Joey having obviously been researching him, Matt, I assume you just knew a little bit about him beforehand. Yeah. Is Jeff Bezos a good guy? You know what I think Jeff Bezos is? He's yeah, and in, he's an incredibly, incredibly, incredibly smart guy, and I wouldn't be surprised if he got like bullied in high school. <laughs> oh yeah. And now that he's used his smarts to make all this money, he's kind of like, "Fuck everyone! I'm going into space." Fuck you, guy in high school who always picked on me and yeah. stuffed me in my locker. I ain't gonna help you. I ain't gonna help anyone. I'm Jeff Bezos. I am. Bezos man, and I'm going to space. That's what I think is fucking actually Bezos man. I to answer your question as well. I don't think he is a good guy. You don't. No. What makes you think that? Well, he's not. As far as I know, he's not really seems to care about the awful conditions that the people who work for him go through. Yeah. He's not said anything about it. He's like I said earlier. I, I think you just automatically, if you have that much money, you're automatically bad. Yeah, a bad person. Unless you're, there's no way you, uh, one person can get. I don't know. Would you over say Bill Gates? Billion? Would you say Bill Gates is a good person? No, but at least he tries with his philanthropy. No, I stuff. think he's a good person, man. I, I, mean, I think deep down he's not. He's like a. These other sort of guys, they're all cold and ruthless, and you don't get to where you are with that much money without being bad. Fair enough, but I mean, you know, Bill Gates is a, a lot of good. Like so, whatever baddie does, like screwing over other businesses or whatever, stamping on the smaller businesses. I don't know what he does. I'm not been researching Bill Gates, but he's still like like all the good he does is not outweigh the bad. And also, how can he? You know what? <laughs> you know, we're thinking about this in such a binary fucking way. What are we Christians? <laughs> well, I was gonna say there's... it's gray. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not good and oh, bad. Yeah, it's, it's like area. it's like Bud and 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 Gad. Yeah, but I, you, you I, see people like. Like Trump, rich guy, obviously quite clearly bad. Well, he's a fucking yeah. cunt, yeah. You know, 
And I actually personally think Bill Gates is quite good because he just seems like a light-hearted nerd who's made all this money from yeah. just his that's passion. His and then like a less vengeful yeah. Bezos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, there's that, <laughs> you know that Simpsons episode where Bill Gates comes in and he's a massive dick yeah, to Homer. Yeah. That, oh, I, I think that's one. the real Gates. You think that's the real not, Gates? Not, uh, yeah. yeah, obviously exaggerated. I, I watched a documentary effect, about him recently and it's very much like he's just as shitty and shady as anyone else in the business back then. Mm-hmm. They, all, they all are. And, and like you said, it's not black and white. It's pretty grey. But when you're on that level of, of money... Yeah, yeah, and the, the the lines do get blurred. There's automatically like, you know, issues. Anyway, I'm sure we'll talk a bit more about this later, and uh, we'll yeah. be right back, ladies and gentlemen, after this. Little man, he's coming again. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, uh, to part two. We're still here of this chamber of the elders part podcast. Dos. Part dos. Um, and now we're moving on to my subject, mm-hmm. set by a certain Matthew Hegg. This is yes. weird without the dice. It is a little bit, isn't it? But it feels a bit. You'll see why at the end, people. We'll soldier on anyway. Yes, the topic I have given Elder Steve is very similar to the topic we just discussed. It's another mm-hmm. rich ass dude. Oh one yeah, the, dude. one of the richest in the world. Oh, we're getting an interjection of a, a Huey into hey, the podcast. Hugh. Hey Hugh, say hello to the listeners. There yeah. we go. This might be a number of uh, interjections we get as we build up for England v. Columbia this he, evening. He's ready to party. He's got his, his, his uh, fucking paper towels. Oh, yeah. Oh, but God. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, my topic, Matt. Yes, sorry. The um, As I was saying, another rich-ass man, another entrepreneur, self-made Brazilian gazillionaire, Mr. Mm. Elon Musk. Is he Brazilian? No, no, a Brazilianaire, not Brazilianaire. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but he is not an American, as all the rest of the rich white guys are. Is he Canadian? No, he's not. He did study... Is he, he South African? He actually has triple citizenship. What? But he is, in fact, South African. Yeah. Born in Pretoria in 1971. He is an American business magnate, inventor, engineer, CEO, and lead designer at SpaceX. Wait, what's his third one, then? His third, so he has American, he was South, Ameri- South African, and uh, Canadian. Oh, a he's mm. been a Canadian citizen since 1989 because he moved over when he was 17 to go to Queen's University in Ontario. Good stuff. And then moved to the U.S. in 2002, and he's held triple citizenship since since then. I guess he's rich enough to just be like he could have quadruple citizenship if he wanted. No, yeah, he? I'm he sure any country would take Musk. The, yeah. at the moment would you he take is Musk? The you? Would you take Elon Musk in a fight? <laughs> yeah, he's rich now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, show it down. That's that's all we need to yeah. say. That's all we need to know. Yeah. Um he uh I was just looking at his spouses going through the Wikipedia page. He in fact uh he his spouses yeah. that's what we really hear. So he went out with this girl called Tallulah Riley, married her in two thousand ten. Is she an actress? And is she? I don't know. She sounds like an actress's name. D- divorced her in twenty twelve, then married her again in twenty thirteen. Okay. And divorced again in 2016, and now he goes out with the uh, the singer Grimes, doesn't he? Good old yeah. Grimes. Right. Grimes is pretty the, dope. It's one of the more interesting celeb pairings, isn't it? It is indeed. Didn't uh, see it coming. No, I don't think anyone did. It's in, it was like instantly a meme, wasn't it? I mean, oh, yeah. yeah, it's like an alien and like a weird girl. It's especially because Grimes <laughs> has that sort of 
alien vibe. No, yeah. That fan base of single dudes on the internet who get very possessive. So, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. So that's why there's been lots of muskate for them, for daring to date her, I guess. I, I like Grimes as a musician. She can do what she wants. Do you want to have a guess at his net worth? Is it is it like a lot way less than Bezos? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Are we, are we like? Well, I'll give you. He is fifty uh, billion. Well, he is the twenty-first richest person in the world according to the Forbes list. Okay, thirty billion. He is a billionaire. Yes. So I'm I'm, I'm gonna guess six. It's nineteen point one oh. billion US dollars according Ooh. as of June twenty eighteen. So very recent pocket change. Fair enough. Bezos could just gobble yeah, him up for breakfast. But yeah, what what companies can you do you know do you associate him with Te- Tesla, Tesla and SpaceX? Yeah, I'm sure he has his fingers so in all sorts ones. of pies. So he um, he created Zip Two in 1995. That was his first thing. Musk and his brother Kimball. Fuck is that? Kimball Musk. Kimball Musk. Yeah, that's his that's brother's name. Kimball and Elon. Yeah, Elon. they are so definitely aliens. Yeah, Kimball. What's his sister called? Uh, his, his, so Quasar. his sister's called Tos- Tosca. Tosca. What? Tosca and his Musk. cousin is called Lyndon Rive. Okay. Lyndon Rive. And his sounds mom, like a place. His mum and dad are Errol Musk. E R R O L. Errol. See, see, that's like a name I've heard before. So May. that's not that. May Musk. May, which is M A Y E. Musk. Oh, you managed to make May weird by sticking an E on it. (laughs) (laughs) Nearly got there, parents. (laughs) I guess these are all South African names. Yeah, yeah. One would assume that they're like sort of Dutch, maybe. Elon. I I know. Am I correct in thinking he came up because he came up with PayPal? Yes. And... Is so, PayPal Elon Musk's thing? Well, no. uh, uh, In March 1999, Musk co-founded X.com. Just the letter X.com. Uh, as an move. online financial services and email payment company. Uh, and and then uh, a year later, it merged with Confinity, which had the money transfer service PayPal, which he was bought out for 10 million US dollars in uh, in 2001. And it was yeah. renamed PayPal. But you could still get to PayPal through x.com. Can you do that now, Dave? You can't because he recently bought the domain x.com. Why? Uh, for sentimental reasons. <laughs> for, for an undisclosed amount. Can you go on it? Has he done anything with it? I don't know. Let's, let's have a yeah. quick look. It's to be quick Sentimental and easy. reasons. What if it's like a photo show of him and Grimes? That'd be amazing. X.com. It's just a letter X. That yeah. shit. That's all it is. It's that a white, shit. A white page with the letter X on it. I would bet there's something hidden on that page. Like, Yeah, hit the oh, tab. Yeah. Hit tab. Or like if you click somewhere on the X... It's Elon Musk's, yeah, like... Nothing. No, nothing. Motherfuckers. Links to his Steam account or something. <laughs> or his old MySpace page. To his PayPal page. account, and he's like, spend on what you want. What I've read about him and PayPal, um, in a bad way, you know, it reflects badly on him, is that he he was, like, behind the whole sort of money-grabbing aspect of PayPal. Oh, yeah. It in was in that if you don't... If you, if you, you know, you put money in your PayPal wallet, and then if you don't touch it for a certain while, PayPal just claims that money. What? But but yeah. it's not like they're stealing from people. But like if you if you put money in your PayPal account and you buy something, if you put five quid because you have to put in five quid and you want to buy something for four fifty. Yeah. That fifty p. If you don't, what are you going to spend that fifty p on? They don't give it back to you. They'll just take the fifty p eventually, unless you go through some more awkward. Is process. this how Musk made his billions? It's partly why. Partly them why. doing Mother this on like a wide it. scale and taking like a so, quid off everyone. Wow, rich time. people are evil. So he was ousted from PayPal in two thousand two because he wanted to switch uh, to Microsoft Windows for all their tech 
Well, what the fuck were they using? They're using a Unix-based infrastructure. Horrible. Uh, and then in 2002, yeah. PayPal was acquired by eBay for 1.5 billion US dollars. Okay. Uh, of which Musk received 165 million. So he wasn't even <sighs> wasn't bad. even involved in the company, but still had the majority share. He could have just retired then and lived yeah, a happy life. But instead, he wants to take us all to Mars. Well, that's it. His and first this is company, where we tie it into Bezos, isn't it? His first company was Zip2, though, just as another thing. Like, before that even happened, he already had sold Zip for 307 million US dollars in cash. And he, for that, he got, in cash. He got 35 million in, in stock. You know, so it's not mm. like he, he wasn't, like, poor before he got to PayPal. Yeah, yeah PayPal, SpaceX, which uh, he started in uh, about 2001 conceptualized the Mars Oasis, which is still his the main goal of he, SpaceX. Wait, he started it in 2001? Yeah, that, well, that was Bezos where he beat him to it for, for a year then, because yeah. he started up Origin Blue in 2000. But I think Musk has gone further in the long run. Like has he? Well, if you think about it, what Bezos is... Like, SpaceX is the first company NASA have hired to run trips to the space station. Oh. Yeah. They're actually out, they outsource the work now to SpaceX. You no know one, what? No one's going to Blue Origin. Yeah, yeah. For, for that. You, you know what? Marketing goes a long way, man. Mm-hmm. Blue Origin's a shit name, especially compared to SpaceX. SpaceX rolls off the top. Blue Origin, it's four fucking syllables, man. Yeah. Do you, well, did you see that the, they uh, had that massive viral marketing boost for free almost? Well, not really for free, but one of their test launches for their X rockets, they um, they flew it over the famous beach in uh, California. Los Angeles. Venice Beach? Venice Beach, I think it was. Yeah. They flew over Venice Beach and it had this cool blue, like, comet trail and glow around it as it went over the sky. And obviously everyone's filming it on the mobile. Yeah. So it's just, it was a load of free marketing there for the, stuff like that. The rocket that. wrote out, fuck Bezos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in the sky. <laughs> yeah, the, the Falcon rockets, they land vertically. You ever seen that happen? What do you yeah, mean? I've seen like they, 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 like go, they come back down, they like backwards. Ba- down backwards, yeah. And what? Land, land on a floating platform at sea because it's all done by drones. There's no one flying it or anything. That's really strange. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so um, that's his aim is to get people to Mars. And they did that uh, recent site where anyone in the world could sign up to go to Mars and a one-way mission. It was very much said on the thing. It was like, you're signing up for a one-way mission to Mars. You're not coming back. Oh, I think I did hear about that. Did anyone sign up? Hundreds of thousands of people signed up to go. My goodness, would you go? Nah. Nah. I'd never go to Mars. Well, I mean, I would if it was safe. Yeah, if it was a two-way trip and it was safe, yeah. You don't want to Matt Damon yourself. Exactly. I think that's exactly what they're getting in for. That's, but that's explicitly said beforehand. It's like, you are basically signing up for a suicide mission here. You're not going back out. What, what they... What's the point of it? Then? To, to uh, initialise a, col- a colony. Yeah, so they're yeah. they're the ones getting it going. Yeah, yeah, A colony basically. that you can't come back from. Well, it's like, because obviously it takes so long to get there, you, you can't instantly start up that kind of infrastructure. You need you know, mm. people to go. And you what need if like, walks of life, really. What if the baby's born on Mars, though, like weird babies, and then like <laughs> a second fucking ship of like suicide Martians arrive, <laughs> and then they're like... Oh, okay. Well, we got a breed with these Martian uh, offspring now, who are now like adults, so it's not weird because um, time flies. Yeah. And then they're like, oh shit! But they're like, they got fucking, they're green and they've got like antenna. No, as far as <laughs> I, as far as I thought, it, like a child born on a different like Mars, say, because the gravity's different, they pretty much could never come back to Earth because it'd fuck with their spine or something. 
They, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't grow properly, right? You won't grow properly because the gravity is less. Ooh. Oh, I don't know if it's on well, Mars. Oh, maybe they grow too much. Would they be like yeah, giant, maybe. like 10 feet tall? Or maybe they'd be like one foot tall? Ooh. I just don't think... Yeah, your body probably wouldn't ever it would get grow strong the same like way, it yeah. needs to because you're not fighting gravity all the time. Yeah. This is a strange... Yeah, obviously he has his Tesla motor company though, Elon Musk. Yeah, he's done a lot of pushing forward. that. It, he does he does quite good things where after the first few years when they don't have a bit of money, he then made all the software and programming free for use for other car companies. That's really nice because of them. Because he, he noticed that basically 1% of all the other car companies' revenue was going towards renewable or hybrid technology. Mm. And so he was like, well, hopefully this will kickstart them because I've done the hard work for them almost. Yeah. He's like, oh, come on guys, buck up your game. That's it. Musk uh, over here killing it. You know the model, the model S that came out recently is good, meant to be their first affordable like family road car that you can buy. Affordable how? As in, uh, if you like thirty thousand. That might be like how much? Thirty thousand. I guess you yeah, could get it on 30, a payment 30, plan. Thirty-five thousand, I think. Which yeah. is, you know, that's the price of like a mid-sized Ford, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he's involved in some other. Solar City is another one of his big companies. Um. Building a massive solar array out in the desert somewhere. Well, that's just getting. Uh, it's the largest, second largest provider of solar power in the United States, uh, and it was officially a subsidiary of Tesla now. Ooh. Uh, but basically, the idea is to get uh, solar energy into places where you can't get, you know, electricity sometimes. So, like, they were a big part of the Costa Rican effort. You know, after their you know, after Trump basically went, nah, deal with it on your own. You're not a real yeah. state. And they've kind of gone, yeah. oh, we've got no power for months. To, you know, he was one of the first people in there building banks and power banks and solar banks for free with Solar City. What a nice guy. Uh, he, he uh, Musk stated the plant will be one of the single largest solar power production plants in the world. Um, and it'll be followed by more facilities in uh, subsequent years. That's in Buffalo, New York. But Buffalo. my my favourite of the Musk companies that I'm most excited about is Hyperloop. Yeah, Hyperloop. Uh, do you guys now? Know you, now you've that? said it. I have no idea what that is. Please explain it to me in great detail. Hyperloop is a concept he unveil- unveiled in 2013, which is a high-speed transportation system incorporating reduced pressure tubes, which basically is what like, a, it's like in Futurama. Yeah, no, no, no. It's more like you get in a capsule that floats on a bed of air and just. Yeah, uh, okay. you know, All like right. they send posts through like pneumatic tubes. Yeah, it's I know what you mean. Like that, doing yeah. that somehow, but to like cross the US, so like having massive, long, straight, like tunnels under the US, so you could like hyperloop for like to LA from New York in in like a few hours. That's it. Just and, that'd be nuts. And he again has made the te- as far as I'm aware has made the technology for that like pretty much readily available for anyone that wants it. So other companies, <laughs> so there's one company called Hyperloop One who aren't affiliated. But they they are one of the ones that have done the most recent test run, uh, and they managed to uh, get five uh, 5.3 seconds of movement in one of these hyper tubes. Uh, it got to a speed of 70 miles an hour in 5.3 seconds. I'm really confused. So, so all these tubes would just be like every like not everywhere, but they'd just be like giant tubes across America instead of trains underground, most likely. Um, mm. So, okay. but apparently, according to this, like New York to LA and ridiculously quick time because there's no obviously resistance because you're floating on a bed of air so you'd be able to go like 300 miles an hour jesus how does it slow down uh that's the bit they're trying to yeah figure that's out. what they're trying to figure <laughs> out <laughs> maybe, maybe how it just yeah 
Oh, wow. Well, I hope he hasn't set himself too close of a deadline. Uh, and also he has uh, OpenAI, which is a uh, an artificial intelligence, uh, you know, uh, that's development but, ring. Well, that's a scary one, right? Surely. But it, it, it apparently, according, it, it aims to develop artificial general intelligence in a way that is safe and beneficial to humanity. Because Musk's one of these ones who... Well, We'll get into some of the crazy shit then that he he kind of believes. Yay! He has the uh, he he believes that the world has already that there's no way the world hasn't already ended. And he, he uh. sees there's like three possibilities. One, uh, humanity has ended and we're living in a matrix. Okay. Two. All right. Musk. Uh, <laughs> and we don't know it. Two, we're living in a matrix and we do know it and we choose to just live in the matrix. Oh, he really likes the matrix. Or, or three, which is why it makes it the least probable, because it's only one third, is that we're not in the matrix, but we soon will be in the matrix. What so, do so you mean? Is he planning on making a matrix and putting yeah. us in it? Well, no, because he says it's like pretty much it's only it's two thirds more likely that we're already in the matrix. Sounds why, like what a threat. How is he measuring that? Two thirds likely. I have no that idea. We're in the matrix. I don't know Sounds how he like comes Musk up with. Sounds like got stoned and watched <laughs> the Matrix, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then everyone took him seriously. With, oh, whoa, no, I think we are in the Matrix. Hey, this guy's rich as fuck. He maybe he's onto something. Yeah. <laughs> he, he genuinely thinks we're in a simulation, doesn't he? But this seems to me like somebody who is very smart by all accounts and is just assuming they've got the answer to the meaning of life. And is also a bit you know, of a lunatic. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Like you can. I wonder what Grimes' take is yeah. on it. What, Does Grimes think? I can, I can just imagine, like late at night, like Grimes is there, sitting patiently, like listening, while we on Musk is like talking her ear off about <laughs> how we're definitely in the Matrix. No, no, we're not saying it's obvious we're in the Matrix. Oh, it's Australian. Certificate. Uh, we're in the Matrix. Grimes, don't you believe Grimes. me? We're yeah, in the Matrix. Yeah, I heard you, Elon. We're in the Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> I, so I believe I, you. Okay, yeah, I remember watching an interview with him talking about this and how he's talking about how you could have a simulation and then everyone in the simulation will make computers in the simulation yeah. and then they'll make a simulation in that. Yeah. And how do we know that we're that's not like are. 50 layers down from what is actual reality? Yeah, that's his this main thread. Yeah. Like Stop I said, it's just, if it's, it's just if the stoned ramblings of some fucking stoner, isn't I, it? And you know what the other thing is? You know what the other thing? This is my take on it. If that is the case, stop poking holes in the fucking... You know, yeah, does he want us to get out when yeah. the world's ended? Or like, what? it's not like we can, so yeah. it's better just, like, not know. Yeah, yeah. Elon Musk up there, like, oh, everything's fake, bro. Yeah. Cool. That's just the same as someone saying, nah, God created everything. It's real, bro. You don't know. It's so fake, bro. I, I don't know what he's basing this on. Where's his evidence for this? It's, just, it's, it's similar to uh, Terrence Howard's maths, where it's just something he's saying. And I people. love Terence Howard's math. It's excellent, isn't it? Uh, explain quickly what that is. Isn't it that he he, 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 he doesn't he, believe that one times one is one? It has to be two. <laughs> it has to be two. Yes. Because, cause because you've got one, and then there's another one in the yeah, equation, yeah. and that's two. So big, yeah, yeah. Like he goes oh, in a little amazing. bit more depth than that, but he he thinks he's about to make a cultural revolution in math. As he would call it. Oh, it's, it's a joke, right? It's, uh, no, goes, no, no. Terence Howard a is a legitimately insane person. It's one of the reasons he got kicked from the uh, Marvel universe is because he's mental, <laughs> by all accounts. But replaced with Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle, who's a much cooler character and much more capable. Yeah, yeah. Don Cheadle wouldn't say any of that shit. One times one is just you, all you're saying. There is you have one amount of one, which is it, one. How much is that? And Terence Howard would argue two. that no. No, you have two. Yeah. 
Anyway, back to Musk, please. Musk, Musk uh, in, uh, on December 17, 2016, while stuck in traffic, Musk tweeted, I'm going to build a tunnel boring machine and just start digging. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. And so he founded the, he founded so he the, bo- the boring company. And they've started digging. No. Yeah, and he's... Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. On SpaceX's property, because they didn't need to ask for permission, they've, built a th- they've dug a 30-foot wide trench, a 50-foot long trench, and a 15-foot deep trench test. On the premises of SpaceX, um, this will go well. A I'm trench sure. test, yeah. For what? For the for the for the boring company to test. What do they do? <laughs> the, In boring, the boring company. What do they do? They call it something cool because the boring. I know yeah. it's to bore into the earth, but the boring <laughs> company. I, I like, think <laughs> this is Musk's humor, and oh, yeah. he's like, yeah. He's put on the tw- on the thir- uh, 21st of January 2017, he tweeted, exciting progress on the tunnel front, planning to start digging in the next month I, or so. Has he ever said <laughs> what he's going to do with these tunnels? No, no, he's just going to dig. He's just going to make some just massive tunnels. He just wants to tunnel. see if hell's down there, man. Yeah. He just wants to see where he's there's, going. There's got to be more to that. I'm kidding. Then. Elon Musk might not go to hell. If You know how in the video game hell. Doom, it's Maybe. like some company discovered that you can open gateways to hell and then the ener- demonic energy that comes out, you can harness that, and we humans can live off demon energy. That's right. the plot of Doom. And then obviously, sounds like Charles. Obviously, Charles all these Sheets portals like. open too much, and all the demons get through. These Me- Musk and Bezos—they're the guys who would do this if they oh, could. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for I, sure. I feel like if if Elon Musk could open a portal to hell, and he thought he could control it and uplift humanity, he'd be one of those ultimate yeah. villains who fucks over the world from. For his own selfish for his gain, because he thinks he can. I know that sounds a bit silly, but no, no, that's I get, what I, get I like in these guys too. Why is he building a giant tunnel? Maybe he is trying to get a portal to hell going. Maybe. Well, Maybe well, Satan's he, contacted him. He's like, yo, down here, bro. He wouldn't believe in Dude. hell. He he thinks he's we're in the simulation, so. Maybe yeah, he, but maybe the simulation create, could have a simulated hell. Yeah, maybe he's trying to do that. Create a simulated hell and then send everyone he doesn't like to hell whilst everyone he does All like... All the people who bullied him in high school. Yeah, and then him and Vezos can fly everyone into the sun or to Mars or to hell. Yeah. You could have fucking <laughs> Richard Branson be the devil and then like Bezos and Musk Richard be Branson. like their right, right-hand demons. He's like, you get down to hell and he's like, poke you with like big sharp sticks made of money. I also think if there was some sort of League of Evil, it would yeah. be like Musk and Bezos and Shkreli. Yeah. Shkreli would be like the fucking dog's body who like went and yeah. got like the glasses for he, when they wanted the to drink tongue, and stuff. Because he's a, he's a dweeb. Nah, he, Worm Tongue has way too much influence. They wouldn't listen to Shkreli. No one can, li- no one can take fucking Shkreli seriously. I, I feel like he'd be the dirty work guy that no one respects. Yeah. Go on to Musk. Yeah, but a couple of uh, quick facts to finish with. Uh, Musk owned a Formula One McLaren supercar, uh, and he crashed it while it was uninsured. What fucking dick! So he wasted lots of money in there. <laughs> uh, and his uh, sister Tosca Musk. Uh, Amazing name. Uh, she's a filmmaker and owns Musk Entertainment, and produced various movies. Any uh, any we'd know? Uh, not that I know of. The South African like independent movies. It's not hardcore porn. <laughs> not as far as I know. No. It- if I was if I was Bezos and Musk, I had all these billions, um, and I decided to like, I'm just gonna spend it on whatever I want. Fuck the world. I'd just be like, funding whatever movies I wanted to see and shit. You oh know? yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Oh yeah, definitely. Like just like. Just dumb shit. If if I had no morals, I'd be like, 
I want a biopic of my own life and I want this actor to play me and I want this dude to play my friend Joe and, and I'd just throw money at them until they did it. Well, I want it like Lord of the Rings, but I'm going to hire like the cast of like fucking in between us to be the four hobbits and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Happening. Get back to me in two years. It'd be pretty good. It. But like the whole trilogy with those four. Yeah, like, yeah. Like extended edition length. Right. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen, with the final topic after this. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to part three of this Chamber podcast. The World Cup special. Yeah, oh, yes. Which so far hasn't been about the World Cup at all, so what's up with that? Yeah, why do you keep saying that, Joe? It's just because we're excited about what the match. Yeah, we are. Yeah. And but the mighty Sweden just won. Oh, yeah, they did. Against Switzerland. But Joe, you set this topic for Matthew Haig, so what are you... Tell us what it is. I set this topic for Matt because Matt is uh, one of uh, he's he's a non football he's not a football fan. You don't watch any football ever. True, really. you unless never it's like on somebody else puts it on. Yeah, but and you've I never been it. into football. No, you don't see any. You have no interest in it at all. So I thought it would be interesting to get his take on the World Cup right now, which is something that has enraptured me and you. Is that the right word? That's a good word to use. Yes, I am enraptured, surely. Yeah, it's sort of taken it's over our lives. It's enraptured the world. Yes, it's it a, it's yeah. A, it's a crazy uh, time. Um, but so, Matt. Yeah. Take us away. Well, um, you notice I don't have any notes. Yeah. But I did actually spend some time reading up on the World Cup and stuff. But yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't see anything that, A, you guys wouldn't already know. Or, okay. or B, that I thought was interesting. Okay. <laughs> that's not me I, I know what that sounds like but I literally mean like I was just reading through pages of like dry football stats or match reports yeah yeah, yeah. and I'm like this isn't so so I figured we'd have a more freewheeling discussion okay let you guys take the lead a bit more yeah, maybe talk at me about football because try to okay so try what, to what's explain your, it what do you well like so the World Cup has no interest to you or would you say the World Cup is the only real footballing thing that you would might tune nah, into not even know. the World Cup no, no. So, obviously, it comes down to a... Uh, it's families, really. If you're not brought up with it, which obviously you haven't been, then you're, you're not into it, is my... Ah, but I have. Found. Well, you've brought All up my family football? love football. Oh, do they? Do they watch they do? it? Yeah, they, 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 they're always watching it. Oh. Who do um, your family support? Uh, well, that's the, that's the thing. They don't... There's never been, like, an identity of supporting a team in my family, but they've always been watching it, as far as long as I can remember growing up and stuff. Interesting. I can't imagine like watching football all the time and not having a team. I guess sort of leads, I guess, yeah. but then they fell off when I was a kid. So you yeah, know, ah, so I guess so they never got to watch Leeds on the telly because Leeds was barely ever on the telly. Yeah, and then I guess over time rugby took over. I was gonna say because I thought I thought you were more of a rugby family. They've, they've definitely always been hard rugby fans. Yes, yeah. but it's not like they never watched football. Yeah, and my yeah. grandparents, my granddad especially was always watching football and I was around their house a lot oh, right. as a kid. And so it just, just never took never, you. never caught your attention? No. Because I fucking loved it as a kid. I was football crazy and football mad. I, I went through that phase. Grab a power ball and football, play football yeah, with the lads. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was me. I went through that phase, but I was always faking it. Because all my just friends at school... In, yeah. yeah, all my friends at school were big into football See, so I, I spent a few years going to football practice on Saturday mornings every week I wish I had yeah. football yeah was. and eventually I was like I'm not really into this well, that's and, then I, and then I guess when I was like back then I was like guys I don't like football everyone's like oh, what? yeah see yeah. I I, uh, 
liked football as a kid, but wasn't that really into it. I never understood my dad watching games that didn't involve Leeds United. I was like, well, why are you, why are you bothering to watch that match? And he's like, because the football's on. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, but it's not Leeds, so why, why are you watching that? Didn't get it. And there was always a football fan inside me, but none of my friends were into football, didn't have anyone to share that with, so I just didn't bother bringing it up. So I sort of fell out of love with it. It's like the opposite of my experience. Then. But then I went to uni, and on the first day of uni, I was really hungover wearing my Leeds United t-shirt. And uh, Charlie, who has become one of my best friends, he tapped me on the shoulder and went, nice shirt, mate, as if to sort of say, hey, I'm a Leeds fan too, we can chat about that. And I was so hungover, forgot what shirt I was wearing, and just kind of went, oh, thanks. thanks Is man. he? Is Charlie a Leeds <laughs> fan? And Charlie's a Leeds fan, and he sort of resurrected my love of football, and I couldn't thank him enough, because I am loving this World Cup so far. I'm loving the, the season so far. Like, obviously, you... Having come from where I came from, though, I understand when people don't like football. It's just like, ah, but it's just 22 overplayed, overpaid blokes kicking a ball around. I suppose, uh, yeah. I definitely had that phase of being like, "Uh, it's stupid though. Yeah, But I'm long past that. But the thing is, no. And now it's just like... But the thing is, it is stupid because really it... it, (laughs) It is just people doing a, a game, a hobby. But because there's so much money in the sport now, yeah, that's... every kick, every touch, every save is worth m- millions. Do you not think, though, that sport is just inherently exciting? I think sport's inherently exciting, Because yeah. the thing about sport is, like, team sports came about... This is something I researched about for uni, by the way. Mm. Team sports, like, sort of came about uh, at the same time when, like, you know constant wars weren't happening all the time so you know like in the 1700s and the 1800s yeah. was when like team sports first started happening it's around at the same time Peace when like time. yeah like the world start gradually getting more peaceful there's a sort of academic argument that like team sports are like a replacement for war yeah so, well you could definitely see that in somewhere like uh, in rugby with the hacker Mm. You know how that is is and, and rugby, especially yeah. in a full contact sport, it is very warlike. I love the hacker. I like it when teams stand up to the hacker. You like that, that Welsh team yeah. that one time. If football, if FIFA were like, we're going to introduce the hacker to football, no, I, would you support it, that? Wait, did the New Zealanders do the hacker? Uh, I don't know if the all whites do it. It look a bit silly, I think. For a football game, yeah, for them to do that and then fall to the ground clutching their knees. This is, is <laughs> yeah. this would is, be a bit. This is the thing I hate about football, and I feel is one thing that really stops people get who aren't into the sport getting on board with it is the diving around, is True. the yeah. play acting, True. is the fact that it sometimes takes you know five minutes to take a throw in or a corner or something. Is like it's it can be uh, quite boring, and if you're not into it. Yeah, if you're not into it and you see some player on the ground driving, because it is weak, it is, oh, yeah, it is, it is weak, weak behavior, and it's not even technically in in the spirit of the game. It is not. Is it? It's not. And it's, it's unsportsmanlike. It's, see, if but, you ever, but also accepted you, on a wide scale. Yeah, if you're not into sports, though, uh, listeners at home, and you're wondering why football players can get away with that stuff, look at uh, go just go on YouTube. I've got a quick compilation of rugby referees because they wield so much respect and power that you know players like they're six foot tall built like brick shit houses and it's the scrawniest little referee from Wales yeah. and he's going up so he's going excuse me I don't believe we've met before but I'm the referee and, they'll be and like, if oh. you do that again you'll be off this pitch <laughs> yeah and then, fantastic and then it's a six foot bloke just going yes sir sorry yes, sir sorry sir yeah because they know that they've 
that they, they know yeah, that if they fuck him off, he's going to send them off. Whereas r- football referees seemingly are weak and they don't wield their power well enough to the point where players are screaming, you know, four or five players around them screaming in their face for a decision. And he's just going, no, no, no. Whereas it should be yellow card, yellow card, red card for you because you already had one get off. And has that happened a lot no. this World Cup? No. no, it doesn't because, as I was saying to, I think it was you earlier, Joe, mm. the... The issue is now it's so prevalent in the game. You would be the first month if you introduced the proper crackdown on it. You would have to abandon matches because you wouldn't yeah. have enough players left. Yeah. And then there would be like riots and shit. Yeah, and and the thing is, like as Joe was saying, in in the South America and Spain and Portugal, it's sort of considered quite good. It's quite considered good to cheat the ref. It's like a good tactic. Yeah, that's how you play football in in those areas. Yeah, it's like not seen as like a shameful thing. It's like you're outwitting the ref. It's like yeah. not only like a physical sport, but it's a mental one as well. But then, Joe, I don't know if you've seen this coming from a you know you, an acting background. You sort of you look at it and go, "How does that fool anyone?" Because if I if I had to <laughs> pretend if I was hired for a film and I had yeah. to pretend I'd you know it's hurt my ankle, isn't it? It's always oh, yeah. like <laughs> pantomime acting. Specifically talking about the Neymar situation. Yeah, well, we can use that as an example. So if anyone's following this 2018 World Cup, you'll you'll see uh, last night Brazil played uh, Mexico. Mexico and Neymar was laid down on the floor and a Mexican stood on his ankle, which would hurt. It I would, would hurt. Studs, and you know, it, you know, it yeah. could have been a card for the Mexican. It was a bad thing to do because yeah. it was out of play and everything. Mm. However, the complete meal that Neymar made of it afterwards was... Did you just call him Neymar? Neymar. I like that. It was as if... He'd had his foot chopped off. Oh, my mum's calling me. Oh, I'll leave you two to discuss. I'll tell you about it. Yeah, carry on. So Neymar had his poor little wee ankle stood on by a Mexican man. Not even very hard sort of thing. It didn't look very hard anyway. Yeah. Uh, and he, like, he was, he, like, there was a delayed reaction, first of all, which was hilarious. It added to it. And he proper, <laughs> like... Like a few seconds. Like, like not a few seconds, but like half a second, just like, uh, uh, and he proper like jumped into the air and was like flipping about, like you know, like his leg had just been like cut off by a rusty spoon. Yeah, like and he's being electrocuted or something. And he was proper like on the ground pretending to cry for like a good like three or four minutes, while like the ref and like the Mexican coach and every and, and like you know half the players were all around him like what the fuck is what's wrong? Que pasa? But um, he's like no 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 it's the leg no. Mi Lego, I don't know what leg is in Spanish or Portuguese for that matter. Yeah, but Jesus, man, it was it was pretty dreadful and appalling. Uh, and he got away with it, I think. Yeah, well, the ref didn't do fuck all because okay. like they even I think I'm pretty sure, <laughs> like, yeah, he didn't do anything. What I would have done, I would have given both players yellows because like the Mexicans shouldn't have stood on his ankle, but that was such a obvious simulation by Neymar you can't let that go unpunished it was ridiculous it was like Neymar was making a joke of the referee one of the worst things about it is as well because Neymar was interviewed after the match he was like criticising everyone criticising him going like you know oh it's not play acting you don't know how hard this is (laughs) yeah people generally don't have much sympathy for footballers probably because they they're seen as like celebs who earn a lot and it's difficult to have sympathy yeah. for them, but it's also, you know, if they are a good player and a good person, and they don't do scummy shit like the Neymars and the other people like that of the world, then, um, you know, 
they you can have like a lot of respect for footballers, and they could be like That's sort it. of. You look at someone like a picture of Terry Butcher, who is a football player who played for England in the eighties, nineties, and there's a very famous picture. He cut his head once in a game. Yeah. Oh yes. And he's wearing his white England shirt, which is the England home strip. It's the white shirt, and uh, mm. by the end of the match, because he he cut his head and then continued to head the ball afterwards. Yeah, because he didn't care. Yeah, and his white shirt was almost red afterwards. <laughs> and there's a very iconic picture of him coming off the pitch, just like a red bandage around his head and a, his white shirt covered in blood. Can't do that anymore. You'd have uh, to get a new shirt. Yeah, can't do that anymore because of the AIDS. Because of the AIDS. Well, that's the re- that's the reason. The yeah, uh, but but it 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 proves that it is in the last twenty twenty five years, really, since the Premier League in this country, especially that that has sort of become a thing, like. Back in the day, the players themselves would feel embarrassed going down. And this is what I don't understand, is how does Neymar not look back at the shit that he does and go, that's embarrassing, actually. I'm a bit embarrassed of having... I'll tell you why. Like I'll tell you why. Because he's a little fucking rat, that's why. He's rich as fuck. He? He's a little no, fucking yeah. rich rat, but Do he's you know still a fucking rat. He, he's the most expensive player in the world ever. Do you know what his transfer value was when he moved from Barcelona to Paris Saint-Germain Millions. about a year ago? Right. How how many millions? How many millions do you reckon? Fifty. No, it was two hundred million euros. Wow. They reckon it will cost uh, Paris Saint Germain overall, including his wages and uh, you know additions, about four hundred million pounds. And is he actually worth that? They're going to make money off him. No, no. Uh, well, oh. maybe slightly. So it depends is he like if they a the business League. investment then? No, could not really. Because but it, they're it, not it, even it, doing that fucking good. Like, what did they I get to it. the quarterfinals in Champions League? This is it because fr- France says that in the French. You know how in Britain or in England, sorry, Man United, Man City, Chelsea, Liverpool, they could all win the league theoretically. Yeah. In France, really, unless anyone like Monaco did them a couple of years ago, but really, it's Paris Saint Germain. Like in yeah. Scotland, where it's pretty much always Celtic. Yeah. I think Celtic have gone seven years now with no one else winning the league. It's just them. Yeah. Got it unlocked. So Paris Saint-Germain, their big thing is the Champions League. And Neymar, is a he is a top-class player. He's probably one in the top five players in the world, I would say. Mm. And it's sort of, yeah, and it fits their brand because they'll be able to sell loads more shirts because people will be interested to see what he does. But not worth £200 million. No, I think you could get not. a much better player for, for less, yeah. way less. How much did Liverpool play for Salah? It's... <laughs> 43 million 43 million that's, that's a perfectly reasonable amount for football nowadays but the thing is it's the inflation of football prices like oh it's ludicrous Leeds, Leeds paid a record fee for Rio Ferdinand in the year 2000 of 5 million pounds yeah that was a record I think that's still our club record nah it might not be nowadays but it was our club record for ages because that was like really expensive for a player I forget then. he played for Leeds yeah, yeah Rio Ferdinand that was when I was Sort of into football those yeah. those years. Those but were when I was obsessed with football. Up until I was ten, when I got sent off to a boarding school that only played rugby and no one liked football. Uh-huh. I love. I wanted to be a footballer. That was my whole thing. I played for Eccles or United Juniors. I played for Menston Hotshots. Menston Hotshots. Yes. What did, you, did you play for a team? No. 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 Was it just school practice? You went to occasions. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's my school. They had us playing rugby formally. Or cricket, so it was yeah. always break times. I've noticed that. I've, I've not having spoken to both of you about your your you know private education. So it's private education is way more rugby orientated than it's fucking shit. Yeah, they love rugby. It's shit because <laughs> like rugby is fine and stuff, and I had like a good time playing rugby when I was like one of the big kids in like year six and seven and eight. But then like you know everyone caught up, and then it became shit because everyone was smashing me instead of me smashing everyone. <laughs> 
but but yeah, we we ours would our you know PE be like, uh, it's uh, rugby or football, and then everyone would choose football, so we just play football instead. Yeah, that was the choice. Um, but yeah, it's, it's I always find it interesting talking to people who aren't into football mm. and me trying to uh, you know come across with the the romantic tales of football. But then I always step doesn't, back and just go, it doesn't come across as romantic at all. Yeah. I'm just an idiot. The drama, yeah. though, like they need one goal to clinch the victory, and it's like 20 seconds All left, right. and then they kick the ball, and it sails through the air, and the goalie's trying to get it, but he just can't. It's just out of his reach, and All it right. goes into the back of the net, and an entire fucking country just goes insane because they've gotten through to the quarterfinals. L- like what happened yesterday? Last night, I was just yeah. about to say. So, last night, Japan played Belgium. Japan expected to get absolutely battered. Japan go two 0 up within ten minutes of the second half starting. They're you know two 0 up and Belgium have to fight back. Two substitutes come on, yeah. then they get a, a fluky equalizer, a fluky first goal. Their first substitute scores the equalizer. Then Japan last minute of full time before it goes to half an hour of extra time, they have a free kick and then a corner and they overcommit too many men because they want to win. Oh. The, the, the underdogs are there so close to winning, and then the Belgians run up the, and score with the last very last kick of the match. They score and go through. Heartbreak for one nation, il- absolute elation for the other, having come back from 2-0 down in the second half. It was one of the craziest halves of football I've ever seen. But I bet Matt's looking at us going, and? Yeah. What's yeah. the people running around for 40, 45 minutes? I get it. But but, but no, I, I understand <laughs> you know it. I mean? like, it's not your thing. But yeah. it'd be like you talking to Joey about a great video game because Joey's not incredibly into video games. I mean, I like video games just fine. It's like if you were talking to me about, like, the latest thing on Destiny or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I suppose it's, it's not, they're not the same things, though. It's, no, obviously. it's like if... Apples and oranges. I mean, I'm not into this either, but eSports. You yeah. know, people, there are teams in playing video games nowadays. Oh, I don't understand it's it. Becoming, well, exactly. It's, it's, just a, it's just a game. It's a, as much of a game as football. Oh, it's, yeah, it is, yeah. Because the way you talked about that match yesterday... You could talk about any video game match like that. Yeah. And if yeah. someone's into it, then they'll be into it. If they're not, they're not. It's true. It's true. It's simple narratives, really, is uh, what uh, it comes down to. Be, to. to be clear, I'm, if anything, less interested in esports than I am the football. Actual sports, yeah. Which and, is and surprising I, to me, because you like video games a great deal. Yeah, yeah but there's a difference between playing video games and watching other people play video of games. Of course, yes. Yeah. Which is a special skill. It's like someone enjoys movies and someone gets caught up in the Academy Awards. Yeah. They're different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the competitive thing comes in and it's a different thing, I think. There you go. Award shows are boring, though. But don't you love, Joe, how this World Cup, even though it is in Russia and it was controversial before it happened because it was probably uh, done by bribes. Definitely done by bribes. (laughs) And uh, Qatar. That, England were up to host this World Cup didn't instead of Russia. Bribe money. No, that's no. the uh, theme to this episode. I think money. Yeah, money, money. corrupts. Yeah, doesn't corrupt. But money's. But having said that, the build-up to the World Cup was oh Putin, oh Chechnya, all this and all that. And then ever since the first kick of the match between Russia and Saudi Arabia, the first match, it has been all about the football. Yeah, and that's it's been th- about nations coming f- together. Football is the World Cup is so big, it completely smashes gay rights into the ground <laughs> in terms of the overall discourse doesn't no, it? No. but it does because yeah. everyone's saying hold on Russia's got these anti-gay camps going they shouldn't be hosting that's the just World Chechnya. Cup yeah but that's but yeah it. but like that's not that's like, like Ru- Russia is like really horrible to the gays yeah. as well and then and then but the World Cup started so it's, it's all football now yeah well I mean it's yeah I agree entirely 
it, but that, but that I think that shows how how popular and how enveloping it is for football fans. Yeah, the fact that something so horrific can not not swept under the rug and not, but sort of just like people going, I'm just gonna because this is this is my this is what I spent four years waiting for. And I'm not going to let some fucking gay rights get in the way of my no, enjoyment. Not, uh, I know you don't want to admit it, dudes, but I, I was going to come into this initially with a whole, like, let's go over all the ways FIFA yeah. is shit for the environment but, 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 but all football rights, fans know FIFA's shit. I didn't want to be a Debbie Downer about it. And football fans, I think, are horrified that it is in Russia and that the next one's going to be in Qatar. That's debatably it worse. Is. That's that even gets worse. worse. That gets worse. But, but the, the thing is no, for no football, really but the thing is for football, it's like, it's the only thing, really. It, it's like the it's like the thing, and it's like for football fans who have been football fans their entire lives, it's always been a part of your life, like the World Cup. Mm-hmm. I suppose. And, and to, it, you know, and I have no choice. I can't. I could not watch it, but then I would miss out on some of maybe the most important memories of my life if England did really well, or if I see a match that changes my concept of football. Yes. You know. But and also, if England do win in Russia, then that's a fucking win for England on Russia. Like, fuck you, Russia. We're going to come to your country and win your World Cup. But I think uh, football players are like Mohamed Salah, who's you know a lead striker for Joe's team, Liverpool, that he supports. And very controversial very stuff. Because he had pictures taken with the leader of Chechnya, but he has since come out afterwards and said, I, I, I'm not never doing that again. I hated that. I, didn't, I don't think he... Might not have even known who he, he was. No, he didn't know who Ramzan Kadyrov was. Yeah, the and, Egyptian and FA set that up. Yeah, they're trying to manipulate Salah the same way they yeah. manipulated Mohammed. What's his name? Uh, the other big Egyptian striker from like ten years ago. Oh, I can't remember. I can't. I, I, I could bad or something. Um, but uh, basically, with this oh, with this other guy, like he didn't go the way the Egyptian FA wanted him to do because the Egyptian FA is like a branch of their government. Like yeah, branch, yeah. And, like, he, he basically said, like, he, he supported the people in the Gaza Strip. And, like, the Egyptian FA ended up painting him as a terrorist sort of thing in, yeah. like, the media. And, like, Salah's kind of going through a s- similar thing. People are saying he might even quit international football because it's getting so bad. Yeah. But, like, the Argentina team, the Argentina arranged a friendly with Israel. And when they mm-hmm. found out it was going to be on disputed or occupied lands, the a whole team refused to play it. And that fell out with their own football authorities over it. So we're at a very tumultuous time in, in football. Tumultuous. I suppose. I, yeah, I wonder sorry, if football is always going to be this behemoth. No, the, bu- or the bubble will burst. I was going to make this point that there's just too much money in it. Oh, and yeah. It, it's starting to, like we were just saying, with it's starting to like taint. I, I mean, oh, I'm not yeah. a football fan, but it's really tainting it. No, no, oh, there's yeah, too it much money is. in it. And I bet if you go go back to before that, there'll be just the same amount of passion and love for it at the local club level. Oh, there is. But without this complete tier of shady, bad this practice. It, this is why I, I kind of have a respect for where the league leads are in the championship. Yeah. It's like what the first division in Britain, in England, sorry, used to be. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of hard tackling. It's very competitive, but it, the players aren't getting crazy, ridiculous wages. Yeah. They're still, they're still don't get me wrong, they're still earning well. They're, they're, good, they, yeah. But they're not getting £100,000 a week. They're getting like, you know, ten grand a week. Which is obviously still a lot. That's fucking loads. That's fucking loads, yeah. but it's not uh, the crazy amounts you get in like Wait, that's fucking. Say championship. Yeah, that. championship. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. still, still more than one. You'd still while, be earning it? thousands of pounds a month down at League One, I would assume. League uh, Two, even. 
that's because uh, the money's going in. But it's because the it? money's there. It's just a business. Yeah, well, you think about how many fucking people at stadiums sit, and yeah. they're they're there now. The stadiums they're there. They've been built. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Like tear them down and build a well, small no, one? But, no, but stadiums will still get filled. Fans that's, will still go and watch. That's exactly my yeah. point. Fans, they can they can fill the stadiums. That's how much money they get from the people who pay. If FIFA, you know, FIFA's got more money than probably the vast majority of countries in the they world. They do. I think they have two billion in the bank, which they're meant to be a non-for-profit organization. So I don't understand how that technically works. Just legal grey areas, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And shuffling money around the world and dirty, on, dirty. On the whole, I think the World Cup is a good thing. I think it brings countries and nations together. It sort of helps people forget about the worst bits of the world for just a few weeks a I year. Th- and See, also I, I think that's what the Olympics does. And that is but what w- without this shady shit. Yes, yeah, no, definitely. So, then, uh, I don't think... Not the Olympics yeah, but the Olympics have its own is shady, shady shit, though. And the yeah. Olympics does have its own shady shit. Uh, I don't know. It the, gets the me into it. The doping scandal, the... And it, Brazil. Scandal. It happening in oh, Brazil yeah. was some shady shit. Because, yeah. like, Brazil could not afford to host the Olympics and they were like, we're well, going to do it anyway. Basically yeah. holding the two biggest sports tournaments in consecutive years. Yeah, and they're like the entire country protesting it yeah. and just being like fuck you we're doing it anyway but yeah the, the same vibes that a casual sports viewer would get from the Olympics I think that the World Cup is just as important for the world's most popular sport which is football but that's just my view as a, an outsider but how do you see the World Cup as a, as a an entity not just, just this big cultural monolith yeah I suppose that can't be moved. It sure is monolithic. Way. Yeah. Too big to fail. Always mm. if you like it or not, you if you live in Britain you'll you'll hear about it. You yes. know, it's one of those things. Just wait till it comes home. Oh yes. I in mean, twenty minutes home? it'll start to come home. In home? twenty minutes. <laughs> Are you gonna watch with us, man? I love it. Well maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I love on. it earlier though, because you're saying I don't really care about it and stuff. Joe jo- earlier asked me do you think football's coming home Matt and I'm like well no because England never fucking wins so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. and Joe, Joe looked a little bit hurt because he was like don't kill it man don't kill the vibe and I, but, but I, I, and I respect that on passion. an England point of view just as, a, as we wrap up this episode uh, uh, on an England point of view I do think it has already come home because I think this connection and bond with the national uh, and football fans literally not it's going it, out in the first round that, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah, I don't know. you, you know uh, it's the acceptable face of patriotism yes that's what I think for, for England especially no other time will I get my St George's cross out unless England are in a football competition you look like you're in the EDL yeah exactly which is a horrible the, bit the St George's cross needed the good publicity yeah and yeah well it's a weird thing that England fans used to all have uh, Union Jacks before uh, Euro 1996 and then they switched to uh, yeah. St George's flags interesting but anyway we will uh, we'll leave you with that ladies and gentlemen yes say goodbye Joseph Parr Goodbye. Say goodbye, Matthew Ake. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me. Chamber of the Elders. Chamber of the Elders. Chamber of the Elders. Elders, elders, elders.